Hey y'all, Matt here, and I got some bad news, got some good news for you. The bad news is we've come to the end of our Hold That House episodes for Wayback Wednesday. I've been talking to Matt Andrews about restarting, and he's totally down for it, but aligning our schedules has been a little bit challenging. As of right now, we don't have a date to resume, but we both want to, we both plan to. The good news is you can still expect Wayback Wednesday episodes moving forward. And after taking a poll from the team and with the team all considering how many of our successful clients here at Epic originally found us from our very first podcast, The Do-Over Show, everybody agreed that this would be the perfect podcast to fill in the Wednesday spot. And I agree with them, actually. And uh, here's why. You know, tuning in here each week to get the latest of what's working now in real estate is pretty much all you need to be successful in real estate investing. But why most people won't implement it daily when, you know, what they learn here, well, that's a reason to stay tuned and and listen indefinitely. You know, the real estate, that is the easy part to master. The six inches of real estate between your ears, that's a different story. And, you know, Zig Ziglar so famously once said, people often say motivation doesn't last. Well, neither does bathing. That's why we recommend it daily. And on that note, we refresh Wayback Wednesdays with Do Over, the original podcast that launched the Epic Real Estate Investing Show. And today, I'm going to share with you my very first podcast ever. I'd planned on doing this on the 10-year anniversary, but um, we're still about a year away from that. It just seems like it's fitting to do right now. So this is my very first podcast episode ever from like nine years ago. I didn't even listen to it in advance. So I'm not even sure what I'm going to (laughs) say. So I guess I'll be experiencing it right along with you. So I'm going to listen right along with you as well. All right. So enjoy. This is Terrio Media. Hi, this is Matt, the do-over guy, Terrio, and welcome to Your Do-Over, episode one. During an era where countless people, businesses, and organizations are feeling the pinch, running out of time, running out of money, losing confidence, feeling as if life is unfair, praying for another chance, and unless something is done, life is going to pass them by. Fortunately, in the nick of time, there is now a place where the ignored, underestimated, and unknown steps to producing results and making life work are revealed. Save your career. Save your business. Save your health. Save your relationships. Save your life. Get from where you are to where you want to be faster and with greater ease than you ever thought possible. Say hello to your do-over. Welcome to Your Do-Over. Welcome to the very first episode. I am broadcasting live from downtown Los Angeles, right across from the the Staples Center in my downtown loft. I don't know how the sound quality is going to be inside of this loft. I've got tall ceilings and big walls, and there may be a lot of echo, and if there is, and if it's annoying enough, I'm going to go ahead and I'll make sure that I change that for you the next time around, okay? So this is the place where once a week you will hear, learn, and hopefully take action on the ignored underestimated, and unknown steps to producing results. Ideally, whatever threw you off your last endeavor won't interfere again as I'll be leading you through not only my own hindsight, but others much more successful than I, and transforming that into your foresight. They say that hindsight is twenty twenty, 
The intention of this show is to make your foresight 2020. There's a saying that goes something like, learn from others' mistakes as you won't be here long enough to make them all yourself. So what you can expect from your do-over will be a multitude of tips and strategies and recommendations, suggestions, inspiration, motivation, and, and just about anything that'll cause your do-over to not only be a bigger success than all your previous attempts, but also easier. I mean, certainly there's always going to be hard work involved, and this place is no different, but we're all about learning to work smarter and sharing what can make your do-over so much better. Learning to work easier includes time-saving tips, different services, different technology, and how to create systems, how to delegate, whatever I can contribute to making your do-over easier faster and also that just all comes into being able to work smarter so we'll be giving you tips and strategies and techniques on how to work smarter and although I have a wealth of information to share with you that that can make a a significant impact on how your do-over unfolds learning from others who have risen fallen and risen again through interviews and guest appearances will be a primary focus of this show you know, there's so many people out there that are finding themselves in a do-over right now, so to speak. They're starting over. There are people that, uh, that you know, have lost jobs or maybe they have a failed marriage and they've got to do that over again. Or, or their career is just spiraling down or their, their business is spiraling down. Or maybe the organization that they lead is, is found itself in, in tough times and they've got to start over. But we'll have a lot of these people coming onto the show and I'll get the biggest successes I possibly can and the biggest comeback stories and, and just learn from their past, learn from their mistakes, learn from their lessons from Hard Knock University. And like I said before, just take their hindsight and transform it into your foresight. So that you know who I am, I'll tell you a little bit about my background and share with you how my do-over has come about. You know, when I got out of the Marine Corps, I spent the next 15 years of my life in the music industry, and I was a music producer, music distributor, and uh, I owned a small little independent record label, but I had major label distribution, and uh, it was just myself, and at my peak, I had three or four employees. I had four employees at one point. I was just living the, the good life. I mean, I was, it wasn't uncommon for me to experience six-figure months, and doing this in my late 20s, early 30s, I was just... I didn't have a care in the world. Life was really unfolding easy for me. And then one day, it all came crashing down. I mean, the same, they say the only thing that'll never change is that there'll always be change. With the events of like the dot-com crash and the events of 9-11, those took a significant toll on, on my business. I did major setbacks. Emerging business models came along. The way people listen to music, the way people acquire music, it completely changed. I mean, the musical download came along and just completely wiped out my business, and it did it pretty quickly. I mean, in a six-month period, I went from six-figure months, and I, it, I would have been lucky to have a six-figure year, if even half that. And as they say, the music video killed the radio star. Well, I would say the digital download killed the CD distributor, and that's who I was. And, and at age 34, I found myself dead, flat, broke. I had to start life all over again. I did not have a plan B. I thought music was it. It came to me so easily and it hardly even seemed like work. I had no backup plan. And after a year of soul searching, a year of applying for jobs, I I came to the harsh reality or discovered the harsh reality that there's not a whole lot of demand for an out-of-work music industry entrepreneur. And for six months straight, I was bagging groceries. Uh, It was pretty tough. And if you've ever made a lot of money and lost it, I can really empathize with you. It's not a great place to come from. After this year, I just, I didn't know what to do. And I didn't know what was going to get me back to my previous lifestyle, the the lifestyle that I become accustomed to, the type of income that I was accustomed to. I just didn't know what the other options were. 
and came across a couple people or just in basic conversation, having sharing my struggles, discovered that real estate is where the money is. There's more millionaires and billionaires created through real estate and real estate investing than any other industry in the world. And I said, okay, well, if more people have done it that way, that's probably where my best chance of getting my life back or where my do-over has the best chance of being a success. So I did the what I thought was the logical thing. I went out and got a real estate license and started practicing real estate as an agent. And I have to tell you, that was not the answer. When they say real estate is where the money is, that's not the type of real estate they're talking about. Now, certainly I had some good years and I I got up to a a good six-figure-a-year income and it was okay, but you know what? The lifestyle was not even close I mean, I was working seven days a week. My weekends were gone. I mean, they're no longer my weekends. They belonged to my clients or they belonged to a house that I had to hold open. And it was just, it was awful. And so at the end of my real estate agent career, I, I had a couple clients. They gave me repeat business over and over and over again. You know, I'd show up to our meetings in, in my suit and tie and they'd show up in jeans and a t-shirt and, and they showed up typically 20 minutes later, something like that. And they seem like they're always on the go. They're always on their, on their way to, to a weekend getaway or a vacation. And, you know, I was just sitting on the wrong side of the desk. I was sitting on the wrong side of the desk in the real estate industry. And I would just look at them and I just imagine, I would daydream like, gosh, I wish I was you. <laughs> so they were real estate investors, very different from being a real estate agent. If you have a real estate license, you know that it does absolutely nothing to prepare you to be a real estate investor. So I came across an organization that actually teaches real estate investing, and I jumped, jumped in. I made the total commitment. This is what I'm going to do. That's the type of real estate I want to be in. And here I am three, yeah, almost three years later now. I'm a full-time real estate investor, and where I actually have real estate agents working for me. I'm the guy that shows up now in the jeans and the t-shirt. And so that's my story, uh, real brief. I'm sure as we go along on this journey and explore your do-over, you're going to learn a little bit more about me, and I so hope I get to learn about you as well. But that's my story in a nutshell. And just recently, I did release a book called Do-Over. You can pick it up at dooverbook.com. It's available in uh, paperback, audiobook, and ebook. That's an electronic format available for instant download, so you can have it immediately. The book, it shows people discontent with their current situation, how to start over, how to get a better life, and create lasting results, and do it easier, faster, and smarter. The book is half autobiographical, half personal development, for lack of a better word, and it's just where I'm sharing the lessons I learned in the music industry as a businessman, and, and how I've been able to relate them to the real estate industry. You know, they seem like they have absolutely no relationship, but they absolutely do because it's just business. Business is business. The principles uh, apply universally. And the other thing that applies universally is that you're dealing with people. And anything you want out of life, anything that that you're striving for, you're going to have to go through another person to get it. So the dynamics of dealing with people stays the same regardless of what you're up to. So I've created this plan. I wrote this book that regardless of what you aspire to, it works universally. The principles are universal. So whether you're up to, to doing over a new career, you're up to doing over a, your love life or your marriage, or you're up to doing over your health, maybe you, you lost a bunch of weight and you gained it back and now you want to lose it again, whatever it may be, the principles apply regardless of what you're up to. So that's a little bit about my life and where I came from. That's a little bit about my book and what I'm up to. And there's another big part of my life that I'm up to right now, and it has to do with a, a nonprofit organization I've created called Rebuild the Bayou. 
I'm creating new housing for families displaced by Hurricane Katrina. I'm spreading financial literacy through that area. It's a very socio-demographically, economically depressed area where education can go a long way to make a big, big difference. And I'm donating the first $200,000 raised from my book to that cause. I'm not putting one dime in my own pocket. So not only can my book do over, get you started on the right track for your do over, it can give someone a little less fortunate a second chance as well. How I came up with this cause is actually part of the lesson today. Back in 2005, when Hurricane Katrina hit, I remember watching the TV and and seeing these just really uh, disturbing images. People on their roof screaming for help. People neck high in water, um, just trying to uh, get to safety and watching bodies float down the streets. It was just, it was amazing. And I've never been touched so much in my life. I've never really had a political bone in my life. I've never really been too interested in anything other than than myself and my own business and my own pursuits and my own family and my own friends. Outside of that, I didn't have a whole lot of interest in anything else until that moment. And that was what? That's five years ago now. And it just really struck me. I was I remember looking at the TV and it's, I was like, these are Americans. These are Americans in America in need of help and not getting it. I was just inspired and moved to do something about it. So I committed, I just declared one day, I am gonna make a difference there. I am going to il- contribute at least one house. And so that's what I committed to, you know, uh, five years ago. And I haven't done it yet. I've tried a few different money raising ventures to little to no avail. And then I came up with, you know what? I'm writing my book. Why don't I use that? Why don't I combine my passion with this great cause and see how I, how I can make them work together. So that's how I came up with that and how I put them together. And so I just started to think of things that are, are bigger than myself. You know, I, I read a book called the, the Magic of Thinking Big a while back, and it had really changed my life. And shortly after I read that book, I attended a seminar where there was a, a dentist that stood up and told his life story. And a couple years previous to when he was speaking, he had started an organization called Homeless Not Toothless. And I think you can... Uh, you can go see his organization and how it's grown, homelessnottoothless.org. It's grown nationally, I'm pretty sure of. And what his organization does is it provides free dental care to the homeless. And he was sharing a, a conversation that he had had with one of his, his homeless patients. And, and the homeless patient had shared a story about how he was fortunate enough to meet both Dr. Martin Luther King and Mahatma Gandhi in his lifetime. I mean, how... How impactful, how blessed what was he to meet those two guys in his lifetime. And he went on to tell the story, and he had asked both of them the exact same question. I mean, it was a really ballsy question. I can't believe he asked this. I don't know if, if I could have even opened my mouth to ask this question to those two guys. But he'd asked them, Dr. Martin Luther King, Mahatma Gandhi, at separate times, of course, they weren't together. If you were to live your life over, what would you do differently? Wow. I mean, one man liberated an entire country and another man made a significant difference in the civil rights for all of mankind. I mean, how much more do you want from them? That's why I think it was a ballsy question. But anyway, what was remarkable about this story was Mahatma Gandhi and Dr. Martin Luther King's answer were identical. If I were to live my life over again, I would have dreamed bigger. And that literally stopped me. I mean, it completely floored me. I mean, the hairs on my arms still stand up when I, when I tell the story, and they're, and they're standing up right now. And it made me think about all the small little things that occupy my mind on a daily basis. Like, 
really how small in comparison to what's going on in the world, how small is worrying about your mortgage or worrying about a car payment or worrying about a dumb little argument you had with your girlfriend or your spouse or all those small little things that essentially ruin our days and they take up our time and you know they really prevent us from living life to the fullest. So I was like, you know what? I need to start thinking bigger. I need to think about something bigger than myself, bigger than all my small little problems. And that's how I came up with Rebuild the Bayou, by the way. And then that whole idea was further developed by this great book, The Magic of Thinking Big. The main concept of the book was that beliefs, your thoughts, they do not discriminate. You know, very much they compare it to the, to the law of gravity. You know, the, the law of gravity, if you were to jump off a building... The law of gravity would not care. The law of gravity would not care if you were short, tall, ugly, attractive, rich, poor, you know, dumb, smart. It wouldn't care. You are going to hit the ground. The law of gravity does not discriminate. And your beliefs and your thoughts act in very much the same way. They don't discriminate either. So successful thoughts lead to successful results. Mediocre thoughts lead to mediocre results. Negative thoughts lead to negative results. Small thoughts lead to small results. You know, big thoughts lead to big results. Beliefs are beliefs. And it takes no more effort to believe in success than it does failure. I mean, that's the great news. What's great about that is you get to choose what you believe in. You get to choose. So in a nutshell, you are what you think about most of the time. So I've made a conscious effort to just think big. Think big, big, big. Regardless of what the negative thoughts in my head might be, arguing against it, what the people in my environment might be arguing against it, what the circumstances or what the economy is doing, whatever is out there that's telling me I can't do it, I don't listen. Each show is going to uh, end with a practical application because they say knowledge is power. Well, that's absolutely inaccurate. Knowledge is potential power. Unless you apply that knowledge, there you will experience absolutely no power from it. So you have to apply the knowledge. You have to take action on that knowledge to actually produce power. So here's, here's the homework assignment. Think of a time where you were really proud of yourself. I mean, think of a time where you're really, really, really proud. Think of an accomplishment of yours that really excited you. And during this next week, I want you to start thinking about what you can do that would be even bigger. What could you do that would make you even more excited? What could you do that you where you would end up being even more proud of yourself? And think of how you can do it. Think of how you can do it, not how you can't. Think of how you can do it. Watch those thoughts that argue against it though and watch for those people that argue against it. They're everywhere and unfortunately, a lot of them are, are the people that are close to us, our family and our friends. So watch out for those people that argue against it. There are quite a few people around me that think I'm naive and, and completely foolish for thinking that I can generate $200,000 from my book sales to buy a new house for a family displaced by Hurricane Katrina. I mean, I'm an unknown author. I, my distribution is minimal. And they think I'm absolutely foolish and naive and that I don't really have a chance. But you know what? I'm a big thinker now. And I've got faith. And if you follow that up with action, absolutely nothing is impossible. Bruce Springsteen, big thinker, wanted to be a rock star. He had faith. He followed up with action, and today he's a rock star. Robert De Niro, big thinker, and he's got faith, and he followed those both up with action. And today he's one of the greatest actors of our generation. Martin Luther King had a dream of equal rights for all mankind, and we're probably closer to it than we've ever been. A great deal is owed to him because he had that dream. He thought about it. He was a big thinker. You know, if you don't think big, 
And if you don't have the faith and you don't follow it up with action, life as you're experiencing it is going to remain. You know, tomorrow is going to be the same as today. If you're happy with that, more power to you. But if you want something different, you've got to follow up your big thoughts with action. So this week, think of something big you can go after. Make sure it's something that excites you and just start thinking of how it might be accomplished. And just by doing that, you're going to start to create something pretty amazing and you're going to get your do-over headed in the right direction. Shoot me an email at matt at thedooverguy.com, matt at thedooverguy.com if you're stuck, and I'll see what I can do to help. I'd love to help. I don't want this to be a one-way communication. I want this to be an interacting podcast. So feel free to send me an email at matt at thedooverguy.com, and I'll answer as many of these as I can as quickly as I possibly can. I'm going to keep these podcasts somewhat short. I want to get to the point. I want to make sure that I give you a lot of meat. So count on 30 minutes, give or take a few minutes for each episode. And next time I will be interviewing a great story of rise and fall and rise again. A really great do-over, a great comeback story. He was a successful financial planner. He hit rock bottom due to family health problems all the way to the point where he was sleeping in his car. And he's today he's pulled himself back up as a very successful real estate investor and he's doing it using none of his own money, none of his own credit, believe it or not. I don't know how you start a real estate investing career when you don't even have a house to begin with, but he did it. And just here in a little less than two years, he already has a net worth of a million dollars. He's a shining example of working smart. He's got some really great uh, insight and tips and strategies and techniques to share with you as well. So I am Matt, the do-over guy, and I'll be here next week for your do-over. Thank you for tuning in to Your Do-Over, where the ignored, underestimated, and unknown steps to producing results and making life work are revealed. And remember, knowledge is potential power. Take action action on what you learned today. This is not your learn-over. It's your do-over. To view the resources referenced in today's show and to retrieve a complete show transcript, visit www.thedooverguy.com. Stay connected with Matt the Do-Over Guy Terrio on Twitter at The Do-Over Guy and on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash do-over guru.